Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts with the co-most, Spencer Simpson and Travis Grossman. Spencer, what are you doing inhabiting Connor's body? <laughs> What I I don't I I honestly don't know what you're talking about. You sound um, like my fucking grandfather. <laughs> you sound like you're doing a Hank Bachman impression. <laughs> I was trying to do my my finest chikiti. Um, it's not your but, fault that Connor and my grandfather sound similar. Yeah. It's hard to. I know. Do, I, I tried to, my best, Julius. <laughs> it's hard to do Connor without coming off a little hanky. It's you know? true. It's true. Love you, Connor. And from now on, anytime you do Hank, you're going to think of Connor, you know? Yeah. Much love to both Connor and uh, Julius. <laughs> Not in Mike Bachman. Um, that's funny. No, <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Uh, we're going to get moving here because we have a lengthy show for you guys this week. A lot of news broke at the last minute right before we started. Um, Travis, how was your week, buddy? Eh, my week was okay. I went and saw The Lion King at the Benedum in Pittsburgh. Very nice. Which was absolutely incredible. Like, top-notch, best show I've ever seen in a theater, for sure. Left you speechless, you said. Very much so. That's awesome. That's about it. Spencer, how's your (laughs) week? Honestly, mine wasn't too much more eventful. Um, I just... Yeah, not really anything. I'm just going through the schoolwork motions right now. Um, I have a couple different leadership roles around campus, and so I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to make sure everything uh, works out um, for a couple of the events that I'm doing. But other than that, it's been pretty chill. Um, Yeah, not too busy academically or otherwise. I've just been having a good time and looking forward to recording every week. I'm glad you're looking forward to it, buddy. It makes me happy. Jared, how was your week? Uh, My week was slightly more eventful in that I got to uh, sit down with uh, you, Travis, and Levi and watch uh, the first season of the anime Levi has been pestering me about watching for years now, uh, Code Geass. Code Gooses. Code Gooses, as we were calling it. Um, very good show. Definitely worth worth a watch. It's on uh, it's on the Netflix. It falls in the category it the own offset brand of anime of it's just a list of every other genre, and it has mechs hitched on the end. So like for yeah. example, political drama, and it has mechs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like I, that's what's something I love about anime. Truly, is that like is that it can have mechs? Is it, well, mechs <laughs> and like. You can take any genres you want and put them in a blender with anime. Like, there's no real genre constraint for the most part, unless they they choose a genre constraint. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, we did that, and then we we were up till seven in the morning watching it, uh, which was fun. And then uh, I saw I <laughs> saw I saw with uh, Kira and Nana, um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which was a fucking acid trip of a movie. I I think Swiper the Fox as CGI is just as cursed as Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh no! Like it is that hideous and weird, and like without getting too deep into the door of the Explorer the movie, because um, we have a lot of news to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to be a review episode for Dora and the Lost <laughs> City of Gold. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like Swiper, you know, is like a, an anthropomorphic orange and yellow fox that wears a blue bandana mask and gloves and. Swiper no swiping. How many furries right, in course. the world do you think are furries because of Swiper the Fox? Oh, man. Oh, man. Probably way too many. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a whole generation of furries that grow up wanting to fuck this CGI Sonic. Ooh. Do you think CGI furry is the next wave? I hope so. I fucking hope so. Look like CGI in real life. <laughs> Please, no. But, okay, so... Very early in the movie, they interact with Swiper the Fox, who's working for Django Fett. Um, Tamora Morrison's in the movie. Um, well, well, no, no, this is the no, this, it's Django this, Fett. This is the comic book show. So Aquaman's <laughs> dad, yeah, it's Django. Fett. <laughs> He's standing in the Mandalorian armor with like the Wesker pistols and everything. Um, but like Swiper the Fox is working for Django and Django's other benefactor, and. <laughs> They get chased by Swiper at one point, but later in the movie, Dora is having a conversation with Boots, who, after knowing her for about a decade, for the first time, actually speaks to her in like non ooh ooh ah ah. And Dora like tries to tell her friends, "Hey guys, the monkey's talking. The, the, like my my monkey friend is talking to me," and all of her friends act like she's fucking crazy, like uh- they didn't just fight a talking fox who walks on its hind legs. And is sentient, not only sentient, but like has the free will to choose to be a thief. Wow. And it, it was that kind of shit. The whole movie, the movie ends with a very abrupt high school musical style song and dance number. Jeez. Um, there was no music throughout the whole movie. Uh, there's an acid trip. At one, well, it's not an acid trip. They basically accidentally ingest shrooms at one point and turn into, and turn into cartoons. Um, it was a hell of a time. And then real quick, one last story, uh, an update to Spencer that I haven't told you much about lately. Um, like I said, on do back, uh, I recently buckled and downloaded TikTok. Uh, I remember cause we're in, we're, uh, sort of internet famous now. Oh, Spencer, it, it blew up even more. Um, <laughs> what, oh, speaking of remind me, I have a story to tell about TikTok. Please continue. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, but I basically was like, you know what? I have a bunch of, uh, goofy ass videos banked up on my Snapchat. I'm just going to throw these out there into the ether. And at one point I uploaded a video that Spencer and I took while we were doing our playthrough of Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. 
100 percent on the on story mode more like 60 though more like 60 (laughs) it it was more challenging than either of us anticipated it's like jesus christ superstar no it was fine until that lawn fucking level in the shield generator bunker on endor oh yeah Um, that that was a nightmare you and i were both on the verge of tears at like six in the morning (laughs) it was the worst um but uh to set up the audio you're about to hear um, this is the last level of the Attack of the Clones series of missions where you go to face Count Dooku on Geonosis. And when you load in, there's a mini kit floating just off of the ledge. And this is what happened. To acquire the soul stone, you must sacrifice that which you love, a soul for a soul. Spencer double jump yeets himself off the ledge to get said <laughs> mini kit. What did it cost, Spencer? Everything. So I uploaded that just for the shits, just for the shiggles, as Spencer would say. Indeed. Um, this was about a week before Guys and Dolls, so about two-ish, three weeks ago. Are you ready for the count, Spencer, as it stands? I, I'm ready, yeah. It is sitting at 169 comments. 25,000 likes. <laughs> and are you ready? Sure. Went up from yesterday, Travis. 157.6 thousand views. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you aren't promoting the network in it, you sons of bitches. <laughs> After 3,000 likes, my bio instantly became cosplayer, actor, and host of Dewback Discussion in Hall of Heroes. Nice. I went. I was like, oh no 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 no. We promote Cannot everything now. <laughs> um. So yeah, just always I, shilling, always shilling. Um. But yeah, I I just thought that was hilarious that that just completely happened by accident, and I hadn't told Spencer yet how big that video got yet. So <laughs> yeah, actually, I kind of had a feeling that it was getting a lot bigger than I remembered when a friend of mine that I worked with over the summer snap messaged me and said hey is this you <laughs> and i was like yeah dude totally i had no idea it was doing that well on tiktok we just kind of threw it out there to see what would happen and it gets me. weirder it gets weirder okay i have an on-campus job at the on-campus archive you but it's on the bottom half of campus so it's, like, so. it's like a 10 minute walk to get to the archive on the bottom of campus. I was coming back up yesterday. And on the other side, it was this is like about the time when elementary school is getting let out, right? You know, middle school. They're getting off the buses, whatever. I'm walking up the sidewalk. And from across the street, I hear, hey. And I look over and there are like two 10-year-old girls over there. No fucking way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And they go, do you have a TikTok? <laughs> and I'm like taken pretty far aback, and I'm like, um, why, why do you, why do you ask? And they're like, we just want to know. We just want to know. Like, uh, no, I, I don't have a TikTok. And they were like, oh, okay. And then they just kind of walked away. So it's like either I, I compiled a number of scenarios in my head. <laughs> But the most likely of them being either they recognized me from the video. Which is a distinct to, and possibility. Wanted if, <laughs> and wanted to know if they it was actually me 
or they were just like, oh, here's a here's a college kid. I don't know, maybe kind of cute looking, wearing a nice flannel, whatever. Trying to prove a point. They just wanted to know if I was, you know, on the internet anywhere. Trying to prove a point that like, you're old enough to look like a millennial. You guys, I think, are like right on the line of Gen Z. Oh, yeah. Because I think. We're Gen Zennial, yeah. I'm the Gen I think, officially speaking. But yeah, I'm actually a 412 year old grandpa. To acquire the Hold on. Stone. Just, God just at this point, I have to. Okay, at this point, I have to read some of the comments here. Um, there was one person who said it should have been Padme. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this is gold, LMAO. This was an inspiration. Um, people kept adding their friends. <laughs> Somebody commented, "This puts a smile on my face." <laughs> um. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> Someone commented, it cost the high ground. Yeah. Oof. Uh, there were a bunch of people who just kept commenting, quoting you, Spencer, with like everything. Nice. Uh, because you. Everything. Yeah. Oh, that that's, that's the cherry on top of that whole video is him just like. <laughs> everything. Um, <laughs> a couple, there's a bunch of people who are quoting me saying, what did it cost, Spencer? <laughs> um. <laughs> No, here's what I think is hilarious. Now, any of you who have started listening to the show through this TikTok, um, I just want to say, if you're any of the people who said that we could have just used R2-D2, go fuck yourself. He's not available in story mode for that mission. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Freaking Ooh. casuals. <laughs> you said it wrong, Spencer. I He's I not going to say I'm fuck on capable. air. We're not I gonna... know, I know. I'm not like, capable wanted... of doing it as well. I want, I want you to say it so I can base boost it. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my, one of my favorite things was like there were a bunch of people who commented on it very early because i posted it checked a half an hour later and it was like 800 likes and i was like what the fuck just happened and there were a bunch of people who commented very early on they're like we're here before it blows up uh, and we're all like putting their feet down like this is gonna get big i, I am a hipster bunch <laughs> of hipsters <laughs> There were just a bunch of people like, we're here before it becomes a big meme. So, yeah, no, let, let, let's convert the TikTok watches and, like, spread that evenly among Dubak discussion and all of yours. That would be nice. I <laughs> don't um, just put them all in both. Yeah, that too. Um, uh, perfectly balanced. Imagine next month we get the... So somehow you guys jumped to, like, 20,000 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know how this happened. <laughs> shit, yeah, suck my. That'd be funny too, because Chad's been giving me shit for sharing TikToks in the group chat. Yeah, wouldn't that be some shit if just suddenly all the people who like watch the TikToks that I've been posting start <coughs> following? Because, like I said, I only started using my TikTok about three-ish weeks ago, and because of the Lego Star Wars video, I went from having no followers to five hundred and fifty-six in like three weeks. Nice. Completely by accident. <laughs> That's the move right there. Yeah, which makes it very entertaining. Um, with that, Travis, uh, you want to take us into this first story? I sure do. So we got some news for the Crisis on Infinite Earths event happening in the Arrowverse later this year. Tom Welling will reprise his role as Superman in Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you don't know, Tom Welling... Was Clark Kent in Smallville? Yes. And uh, this article explains that. 
Smallville was the first comic book show on the CW before Arrow. Uh, we have a quote from Mark Guggenheim. I love his name. Guggenheim. Uh, for eight years, Arrow was stood on the shoulders of Smallville. Simply put, <laughs> there would be no Arrow and no Arrowverse without it. So when we first started talking about Crisis, our first, second, and third priorities were getting Tom to reprise his iconic role as Clark Kent. Which uh, Stephen Amell has also reiterated on social media. And he has said several times, like, that we wouldn't have this without Tom. Yeah. So we're getting Tom. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. I saw something about, like, the guy who played Lex Luthor specifically saying he wasn't coming back. Yeah. But, like, I didn't, meh. I didn't read the reason why. Me uh, either. Because I'm lazy. I mean, it's not that big but, of a deal. Even, yeah. you know, he's, if he's not coming, it's not a huge uh, to do. But, yeah, that's really exciting. I know a lot of people wanted Tom to come back and play Superman. Um, uh, for Supergirl. Girl. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice that even though he's not going to be the main canon CW Superman, that Tom Welling Superman is out there somewhere. And, you know, we know that Clark teamed. I didn't I never got a chance to watch Smallville because that was before my time. I'm I might dig into it at some point just because, like, I've heard that it's one of those, like, fun, corny shows. And it's yeah. a CW show. So, like, even though it's not going to be great, I'm going to love it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. But no, I'm excited to see it. You know, like like they said, uh, the Arrowverse uh, stands on the shoulders of this giant. Um, yeah, and I, I'm really looking forward. I've, like From what I've seen of Smallville, it's a good show. Um, and it would be it's going to be nice to see him play like a fully fleshed, mature Superman as opposed to like. Yeah, teenager. Angsty Clark teen Kent. Clark Kent who fought uh, uh, Sam Witwer Doomsday at one point. That's a thing. All right. So I might have to watch the show now. Yeah. It's got Sam Witwer in it. That's enough for me. Um, <laughs> we also Isn't got a new Arrow trailer today. As of yes. Morning, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Thank God for once. We got yeah. some form of news before. We had a lot of for, a lot of news. Yeah. You, do you want to play the trailer through the thing? or? Nah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it? Okay. Um, it's... I deferred to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, go watch the trailer if you're interested. But, like, it's a lot of shots of returning actors and actresses. As okay. Well. So, like, Katana's coming back for an episode. Um, Thea seems to have a prominent role this season, which he didn't last season. Um, notably, no Felicity, which I'm all for. <laughs> uh, mostly because I... With characters like Felicity, show uh, show writers generally write themselves into the hole where they don't know what they want this person to do anymore, right? And it's a well, mess. You said that she's basically like in hiding or some shit? Yeah, she's in like witness protection. Yeah, I thought that was with, it. With uh, her and Oliver's daughter. Uh, we also um, – Moira's coming back, the actress that plays Moira. Okay will be in an episode and it, it kind of like just lends itself to my theory that we're in some capacity gonna get doctor who green arrow edition where he's either reliving <laughs> the events of the show in some capacity but like as oliver queen seven years after the fact yeah or he's going back into the timeline with the monitor to fix shit that maybe is gonna awry for some reason like, to make sure certain events occur in certain ways. You yeah. Know? 
Which will be interesting. And I could be totally wrong. That's totally a, a guess. So Hey, your guess is as good as anybody else's. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, most of our Arrow news. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I keep getting all uh, congested over here. Uh, Spencer, you want to read through the Arrow spinoff story while Travis gets the um, Infinity Saga trailer pulled up? Collider, I apologize for my flemminess today. This article from Collider, uh, Arrow spinoff series starting Katie Cassidy is a go at the CW. Uh, as Arrow goes into its final season, it's been greenlit at the CW. Naturally, the series will be part of the Berlantiverse, named after showrunner and producer Greg Berlanti. The mind behind the shows, including but not limited to Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Batwoman. Who the fuck calls According it to that? Variety, the Arrow spinoff. <laughs> Nobody will focus calls on it that. I don't know who the fuck says Berlantiverse. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that too. Like, I've never even heard that before. <laughs> I was like, sing this. <laughs> that, was, that was the best but anywho. Hey, that was the best Ultron attack I was like Zingu <laughs> that's <laughs> how it came out for us I was like Zingu <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to that Yeah, but uh, I was gonna say like, I hope I'm saying this right because I've never heard of the Berlantiverse before no Greg Berlanti's his name I've just never heard anybody refer to it as the Berlantiverse that's funny. As you were, Spencer, I apologize. Um, right. So according to Variety, the Arrow spinoff will focus on the crime-fighting team known as the Canaries. Katie Cassidy, Catherine McNamara, and Julia Harkavy will reprise their Arrow roles as Laurel Lance, Mia Smoke, and Dinah Drake, respectively. Uh, an episode in the eighth and final season of Arrow will serve as the backdoor pilot to the still untitled series. Per Variety, a brief rundown reads, quote, The Canaries are a vigilante group operating in a future version of Star City in which the city is overrun by, the, by an uprising of the denizens of the city section known as the Glades. Um... All three of the actresses have been Arrow series regulars for a variety of length of time. Uh, Cassidy has been with the show since 2012, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So essentially, they took everyone's least favorite part of season seven. <laughs> Not the Canaries and themselves. Its own series. Yeah, but the flash forwards. Yeah. Because they, they were a bit of a mess. That was the other thing in the Arrow trailer. Um, we get... So Connor Hawk uh-huh. in this universe is Bronze Tiger's son, who is adopted by John Diggle and raised to be a hero, right? They brought Bronze Tiger into Arrow? Yeah, in like season two. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I remember yeah. that episode. Yeah, now. he's actually like Really good in season seven. I mean, he's good whenever he's in the show. Period. I completely but, forgot about the Bronze Tiger stuff in season two. I remember yeah, now. Like, okay, continue. Uh, so they reveal that he has a son named Connor, and then it's revealed that Connor Hawk is John Diggle's adopted son. So he also has little baby John Jr. Yeah. Um, who's apparently running some Deathstroke gang in the future. Yeah. Of course. Nice. And we see presumably future John Diggle Jr. Don a Deathstroke-esque mantle. So. Fucking hell. 
that that's just what I needed. It wasn't. I just hate I I, I, I'm down with a canary show it's just missing one white canary yeah the best canary but uh yeah I'll I'll probably watch it because this you know I this (laughs) and what am I gonna watch now that Arrow's gone yeah that's fair Supergirl yeah I'll watch Supergirl actually yeah actually yeah just watch Supergirl you don't need to watch canaries we only need one woman show in this verse. You can't have too many. That, yeah. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm kidding. No, Don't you, come after him. No, no. There are there are three shows starring women. That is forced diversity. That is a feminazi agenda. That's why I don't these like show, Felicity these, because of the feminazi. Th- these shows <laughs> are being made for third wave feminists and beta male cuck boys. You're goddamn right. <laughs> soy boy. Soy boy beta cucks. Mouse fucker cucks. <laughs> Mouse fucker. <laughs> and it's non Disney property. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody unironically call can like say that shit to somebody else with a straight face. Like I cannot say yeah. the word beta male cuck. Without like grinning ear to ear and how ridiculous that word that <laughs> phrase is. Me neither. <laughs> beta male. That's like such a beta male. false. That's you don't false abuse diss. women, you fucking beta male. <laughs> <laughs> what what what? You fuck her when she's not drugged, you fucking beta soy cuck. <laughs> These are all jokes. These are all jokes about real types of people. These that have actually been said to us. A a very real type of person Uh, out there. uh, The fucking Adam ruins everything bit about quote unquote alpha males. I saw that on uh, YouTube the other night. I was pissing my pants. Dudes who unironically use the term alpha male, like, they scare me. And we're going to get into that with the Joker story later. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for the uh, podcast you're listening to. Um, with that, real quick, we got a really cool trailer over the weekend uh, for the Infinity Saga as a whole. Uh, Travis is going to play that through here real quick. No, I'm not. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Let's track this from the beginning. We start with something pure. Something exciting. Then... Deal with something new. Yeah. Told you. Okay, so far? You like it? I'm feeling it. Yeah. Why stop there? Bring my boy home! This is it. This is the path I started us on. very strength invites challenge challenge 
incites conflict. How long this thing was. Constant. It's like 24 fucking movies. Freeze <laughs> catastrophe. 23, rather. Yeah. The thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. <laughs> you cheeky motherfuckers. Studios. What a sweet ass run it's been. Epic forces of darkness and light. What a world. Universe now. I wonder if those were like those lines were unused audio log lines from Endgame. I don't know. I mean, the back chunk is his. Yeah, it's the it's posthumous his. hologram. Yeah, which is what makes me think. Because, like, let's start from the beginning, right? Like, that's not it. Yeah, but it, like, what he's saying. I don't think he in the movie he said it's been a sweet ass run. He said something like it. He, he, I think he says it's like it's been a hell of a time. I think it's, it's like, I think those lines even aren't the ones from the film. I think they're outtakes. Like they're me too. They did, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't think he said "sweet ass run" with regards yeah, to. I don't think he did either. Uh, I'm waiting for Spencer. What's an ass run? Um, no, I'm not feeling it. No, <laughs> nobody gonna tell I us you're gonna ride today. the dragon. It next. mellowed me out fabulously. Yeah. Well, again, the last time somebody said they weren't feeling, it and they started talking about riding the eyes of a fucking dragon. So I'm ready for uh, anything. <laughs> Unbelievable! I, I swear, I like the the fact that Michael Doling is just so straight edge, like that. There, there's not there's not a chemical in that boy's body that shouldn't be in it, but somehow he says shit like that. <laughs> um, like there's nothing wrong necessarily, but just like it makes you wonder <laughs> how it happened. How did how did you come to be the way you are? You know, like in the middle of sheets, abruptly telling me I'm going to father enoch you know we're, we're just trying yeah, to that, eat quesaritos yeah. and he starts well, jared's the father of enoch <laughs> yeah oh. that kind of garbage right there that'll do it <laughs> um real <clears throat> quick uh, with the trailer um really beautiful i love it it's you know everything that this amazing franchise has been up to this point distilled um i want to know who got paid to have Vision's dialogue of something isn't beautiful because it lasts spoken as Spider-Man swings through the screen. Like, uh, go fuck yeah. all of yourselves. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> but I want to talk to everybody. I want to talk to everybody involved in this deal with or without a baseball bat. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I want Spider-Man 3 in the MCU. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, uh, cool trailer for the Infinity Saga. Um, I'm excited for whenever this box set eventually comes out. I'm very excited to see all the other little nuggets, like that Nick Fury deleted scene from a week or so ago. Uh, you know, if there's more stuff like that banked up somewhere in a vault, let's see it. 
Uh, so there's that. You want to talk about this uh, new Iron Man armor for the Avengers game? Yes, because this is one of my favorite suits. Um, and it looks dope. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got another suit reveal for uh, event the Avengers game uh, from Square Enix. Is that how you say it? Square Enix is the publisher. The okay. game is I forget the studio's name. You talk, I'll look. Okay. I, I can never figure out if it's Square Enix or Square Enox. It's Enix. Okay. Yeah. I've heard people say Enox and tell me I was an idiot for saying Enix, but okay. And uh, they're yeah, that's they're the real idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, at least. In pop culture, <laughs> He's pop even culture. though it is cross, I'm still going to say X. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of deal. Yeah. So uh, we got a reveal uh, that one of Iron Man's playable suits in the Avengers game is going to be his original sin armor. Uh, we'll get into what all that entails in a second here, uh, just to describe the visual of it. Uh, Crystal Dynamics. I was going to say Crystal Studios. Crystal Dynamics. Been, yeah. Okay. Um, so basically imagine your typical Iron Man suit instead of where the red is, it's black and where the blue arc reactor lights are, it's red. Uh, quick description of the suit, uh, history. When Tony Stark returned to earth after deciding to take time to clear his mind, he, uh, started creating many new technologies for himself. Uh, one of these being this new armor Primarily used by Tony to test his technological developments. Capabilities. This suit is uh, powered by numerous repulsor tech cores, with uh, repulsor core one being the one implanted in Tony's chest. This armor first, uh, this armor's first version was uh, composed of a liquid smart metal, which could be easily stored in a briefcase and be rapidly assigned or aligned to a, a subdermal guide from the suit exoskeleton. However, this metal was not meant for battle, but rapid testing. The newest model's composition allows for a user, uh, the user of the suit to detach and attach different uh, kinds of molecules depending on the situation in a similar but limited way to the Iron Man Armor th Model 13. Uh, the suit can also be retracted into a backpack to allow its user's arms and legs mobility, but to easily and immediately reassemble. Uh, Tony wore this in the original Sin storyline where uh, Uwatu the Watcher was found murdered. Um, it's a very fun story. I enjoy it very much. And it's one of my favorite Iron Man suits. And it was a precursor to my to the superior Iron Man suit, which is also a favorite of mine. Um, worn by Victor Von Doom whenever Tony died. Uh, whenever Doom replaced Tony as Iron Man. Uh, so I hope they have the superior suit. That's the one I'm really hoping for. Um, that and his, and I know everybody has like a favorite MCU suit they want to see added. Um, I hope the end game suit for cap gets added and I hope the infinity war suit for Iron Man gets added. Those are the only ones that I'm like steadfast want to see in this game for these characters. Outside of that, you know, I'm just kind of rolling with the punches and seeing what all gets added and when. I uh, love the original Sin armor and the way it looks in game is absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and big scary. Uh, with that, uh, Travi, you want to talk about uh, some of the box office for Joker? Do you want to switch some stories around so we just do all the Joker in one shot? Uh, I think the Joker story we have later is going to be kind of meaty 
Yeah. So let's run through the box office since that's really quick. The Batman casting is going to be a lot. And then Joker Titans. Done. Okay. Uh, then I got to pull it up. I'm sorry. You son of a bitch. Joker <laughs> is. That is what? Joker is wild on tracking. It's tracking with 82 to 90 million for opening weekend, which we will most likely contribute to in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, most likely. Um, Todd Phillips' R-rated DC villain movie Joker arrived on tracking Thursday with an indexed first choice among all audiences in the low 20s. Among moviegoers, that exceeded a mix of both... It's so hard to read around this boom arm. Uh, 20s among... Moviegoers that exceeded a mix of both superhero movies and R-rated fare, including Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, It, It Chapter 2, Logan, Venom, Halloween, Us, John Wick Chapter 3, and more. That's a huge number and speaks to Warner Bros. cool hit positioning on this very dark take on the most notorious villain in the Batman canon, plus the great critical momentum that Joker has accumulated coming out of the fall film festival season. Uh, Let's see... It won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, which we talked about. Um, and right now has a 78% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which we will talk about later. Because <laughs> it probably should be a little higher. We'll make that determination next week. Two weeks on the show, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's looking like it's going to be hitting a wild 80 to 90 million, maybe a little more. Which is really big for any R-rated movie. Um, I mean, granted, it has the luck of being attached to an iconic supervillain. Um, and an iconic actor. Yeah. 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 It has, like, it It has traction as both. It's a superhero flick. Superhero, but supervillain. Yeah. You know, comic book. Flick. Comic book based, yeah. I'm proving everyone's point. And uh, <laughs> it's... Um, also got Joaquin Phoenix attached to it, who everyone who's seen the film already has said deserves at least an Oscar nomination off of this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it opening weekend. I know Jared will, Spencer, yeah. most I'll do, I'll do my darndest. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm probably going to have to go, like, at, like, latest possible showing on Friday or some shit. So, I'll make it work. I'll I, be sure to be with you. I, I, I gotta, we gotta go. I love you, baby. We gotta go as like a review crew, as many of us as we possibly put in one room uh, during the fall. So I am going to jump in to uh, the big Batman casting news. Um, that broke while we were recording. Well, part of it broke while we were recording due back. No, both of it. Both of yeah. Because so, you uh, can definitely hear me turn off my mic to yell jim gordon or no yo probably penguin yeah across the room forgetting that your mic is also on because i'm a fucking moron <laughs> nice oh it was not one of my better moments and i immediately had like the jared you fucking idiot face uh so this is from vinnie mancuso of collider the batman uh jeffrey wright to play commissioner jim gordon across robert pattinson dark knight films with Robert Pattinson officially signed on to wear the cape and cowl, and the Batman director Matt Reeves next needed to line up the face of the other end of the bat signal, Hollywood reporter Hollywood reporter reports that none other than Jeffrey Wright 
is being eyed to play Commissioner James Gordon, Bruce Wayne's longtime confidant inside the GCPD. The Westworld star would uh, be taking over a role previously played by the likes of Gary Oldman and J.K. Simmons, and in the Fox prequel series Gotham, Ben McKenzie. Not a whole lot of information is out there about the plot of the Batman, although word on the street <clears throat> since the project's early days has suggested a grounded street-level mystery about a young Cape Crusader. Uh, THR reports notes that casting is in the early stages for a who's who of Batman's rogues gallery, but doesn't count on Joaquin Phoenix's Joker being among them. So who will Battenson's Batman be battling? Fuck you for writing that. Jesus, that, I almost butchered that. That I'm Yeah, also Hollywood Reporter reports. Like, this guy is do, <laughs> it's, he's doing it on purpose. He, this guy knows we read, his, read these articles on the air and is just trying to fuck with us. Thank you, Vinny. <laughs> Keep thank, us on our thanks toes. Thanks for that. A few months ago, it was revealed that the longtime Bat Rogues, uh, Catwoman and Penguin, featured heavily in Reeves' script, with the Riddler also popping up in the rumor department. Uh, and then it updates that not such a rumor after all, and that Jonah Hill is allegedly in talks for the Riddler. Uh, this is a pretty huge time for Wright, comic book-wise. Earlier this year, uh, it was revealed that the actor would play Uatu the Watcher in Marvel's animated What If for Disney+. Plus. And uh, he also will reprise, reprise his role of the robotic Bernard Lowe in Westworld when uh, that comes back in 2020 on HBO. And then, like we said earlier, uh, I'm going to hop on over here to another story from Collider. Uh, exclusive Jonah Hill in talks to play the Riddler in The Batman from Jeff the Insider Snyder. Snyder. Uh, I almost said current singles champ, and then I remember he lost Apollo Yama. Uh, <laughs> he sure did. Uh, yeah, he he lost. He lost. You know who Mike would have won? Except yeah. for, you know. Yeah. Flash. Ah! <laughs> no, Spencer. Okay. So... There was like a there was a big match and it was gonna be Ben Bateman versus Kalinowski as to who got to play Jeff Snyder for a chance to go to New York to play Paulo Yama for the singles belt. Okay. Kalinowski beat Ben Bateman. Well done. And then I didn't realize how long the match was, and I thought it was all over. And I texted Travis, I'm like, yeah, our boy did it. And then Travis immediately texted me back with, Oh, I, I remember the days when I was so young and foolish. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then uh, that was during the time where like Robert Meyer Burnett was like the commissioner for a month. And he comes out on stage and says, if Kalinowski wants a shot at Jeff Snyder, he has to play him right fucking now. Immediately after the Ben Bateman match. And then I clicked on the video again and realized how long it was. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it came down to Mike's five pointer. Um and the question was something to the effect of like who – I can't remember what it was. I think it was saying something to the effect of like who played Flash Gordon or – it was something to do with Flash Gordon. Um, but Mike realized it was Flash Gordon related and jumped the gun and started singing the Flash Gordon theme song as his answer. But the answer itself wasn't Flash Gordon or it was like – it was, and then he stopped and no, said the okay. actor's name. His, it was his three-pointer. It was his three-pointer. It was, who is the actor that plays... It's... It doesn't say Flash Gordon in the question, 
but it was like who plays Flash Gordon, and he thought it was asking about Flash Gordon, so he he said Flash, Flash ah, and yeah. then he like stopped, and then re- and then it, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't repeat the question. It, and then he good. lost it to Jeff, uh, the in Snyder Snyder. Uh, no bad blood because Mikey Three Belts is still going to happen. Uh, anyway, wow. back Jeff to the or, uh, not Jeff. Mike Kalinowski keeps getting boned. Yeah, it's it's stupid shit like that, and it broke my heart when it happened. Um, yeah, he has a big match this Saturday on the live stream against Janine the Machine. So go corruption. Uh, but yeah, exclusive Jonah Hill in talks to play Riddler in the Batman. Jonah Hill is in talks to play a villain in the Batman opposite Robert Pattinson. And sources tell Collider that the two-time Oscar nominee will be playing none other than the Riddler himself. Not the Penguin, as, as has been roundly speculated. Matt Reeves is directing the comic book flick, uh, which just added Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Jim Gordon. Uh, while Hill has been pegged for the role of Penguin... Ever since it was first announced that Reeves would be making a Batman movie, the casting shows uh, the casting always seemed a little too on the nose for the director. Now, you don't put your own stamp on Batman by copying the casting of previous Bat films, and I think that's one of the reasons, one of the exciting things about Reeves' reboot. I don't think Reeves would have uh, taken the gig if he couldn't do his own thing with it anyway. Well, Hill doesn't have a deal in place yet, and the trades haven't and the trades say it hasn't been decided which villain he'll play. We'd heavily, we've always heard that the Riddler would be the first villain cast, given the character's prominence in the script. And just anecdotally, I've heard that Hill has long looked up to Jim Carrey, who had made a name for himself with comedies like Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber before tackling more dramatic material, much like Hill has done with his own career. One could also argue that Carrey's turn as a Riddler in Batman Forever is less iconic than Danny DeVito's turn as Penguin in Batman Returns. And as such... It would make it easier to reinvent the character and make it his own, so to speak. The tone of the Batman is said to be fairly dark, uh, be a fairly dark mystery, much like WB's own crime noirs of the 30s and 40s, with a rogues gallery of villains. Reeves wrote his own screenplay himself and will produce uh, his, and he'll produce with his War of the Planet for the Apes collaborator Dylan Clark. Uh, Warner Bros. will release the Batman on June 25th, 2021. So yeah, I'm happy to hear Jonah Hill isn't playing the penguin, mostly because I'm just I'm I'm too attached to the idea of Josh Gad playing Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> I need that in my life, and I would love. I really I I I know I had like my kind of half joking pitch about Taika Waititi as a Riddler, but like I really 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 want to see Jonah Hill as uh nigma now like i really like that idea um thoughts on the casting news gentlemen so when do we start seeing hashtag not my commissioner i already saw it today i know you, and you <laughs> sent it to me but like in force not just not i mean you know you're gonna have like the tweet. well my favorite is like something like this will happen with a character who's again who, whose ethnicity doesn't matter, matter. to their story and then it was immediately followed up with, oh, so Commissioner Gordon is black now? Does that mean that we can get white static shock? 
No, you can't. White Black Panther? Yeah. Can we get White Black Panther? Like, yes. These two characters who their roots are in being African-American superheroes. The amount of stories that have to do with Static Shock, like, being like, no, I grew up in a really shitty part of the neighborhood. I want to make a difference with my new superpowers. That is integral to his character that he's coming from a black neighborhood. No, you can't have White Static Shock because it's a part of his fucking character. Same thing for T'Challa. Same thing for all of these other characters. No one is safe. <laughs> no one is safe from this bullshit. No. Um, yeah, I yeah. have a question. Yes, sir. What movie is this from? This like Russian looking still with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. That is from The Lighthouse, which it is uh, oh, coming out yeah. this year. And, like, Just that photo once makes me want to see this movie. <laughs> like i don't know if i've ever said that about a black and white picture before is it but i want i really need to see this movie it's a scorsese movie right sorry i don't i can't remember um i'll have to look that it's, up it's it's a big deal for reasons other than pattinson and willem dafoe are in it i mean it's a, it's a big indie flick that like everybody has been bugging out over the yeah hold on let me google it Go for it. Yeah, but no, for real. I, I'm really excited to see these two in a Batman movie. Like like you said, I think Jonah Hill would make a fantastic Riddler. I think he'd because he, he has the comedic potential to have like the funnies of the Riddler because you know he, he laughs a lot. He finds it very funny that people can't get his un- Yeah, I didn't think it was Scorsese. Riddler. It's okay. Robert Eggers. Scorsese was attached to produce Joker at first. That was it. I was like, I know, I know I've been reading his name a little bit recently in movie stuff. I couldn't remember where. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, Scorsese also, also has that new uh, movie coming out on Netflix, The Irishman. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was off topic. But anyway. See you guys at home. I don't just pay attention to space wizards and superheroes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I don't know a lot of jeffrey wright's acting i i because he looks so familiar and i scour yeah. all of his roles he, he's a chameleon type yeah and i'm like i know i've seen him. i think i saw him in the hunger games yeah in the one of those four movies that i saw but <laughs> um i've heard he's really good on westworld so yeah and i haven't watched westworld either i haven't had the and i'm sure that. i mean he's in an hbo show he's probably a phenomenal actor yeah and he'll probably make a great Jim Gordon, because it doesn't matter if Jim Gordon is white or black. No, he just has to be kind of gruff, surprisingly. And working well with whoever plays Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And if he can, if him and uh, Battinson have the chemistry they need. I'm really glad that's taking off on this show, the use of Battinson. Battinson. It's, just, it's easier than saying Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> Battinson. Wait till uh, the day they cast a person named Bruce. <laughs> yeah, eventually it'll happen. Um, well, I something that's very interesting about this casting choice is – or not the choice itself, um, but this is the official sign that this is a wholesale reboot from that, Affleck. Yeah, that too. Because if it's not J.K. Simmons and this is not the same uh, timeline and whatnot that involved J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon and all of that uh, that we saw in Justice League. So this is a wholesale reboot at this point, um, which again, it's slightly disappointing, but – also needed. Also needed. You know, you got to clean it up here a little bit and find a way to hopefully make Shazam and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and everything else work within the confines of this. Um, 
And like you said, I, I completely agree about your take on the Jonah Hill thing. I think he'll be a good choice for Nigma. Um, I, I think he, he's shown his chops to be a serious actor as well as have the comedic uh, timing and potential to have his jokes land as the Riddler so that he can like, I'm going to be able to take him seriously as a threat and also milk if you're a few chuckles. Yeah. I think if we're getting someone like Jonah Hill, I think we're getting Arkham series Riddler. Who's Which like is what sweaty and disheveled and like like you want to punch him in the face, but in a good way. Yeah, uh, Spencer, your take on Jonah Hill and Jeffrey Wright? Um, Jeffrey Wright, love it. Um, I think he, I, I think he's got the capability to bring a level of playful intensity to Gordon's character that I loved so much about um, Gary Oldman. Is that like he'll crack jokes with a straight face? You know, he's yeah. he's all business, but he does it with like at least a little bit of a playful attitude. Um, I I've been retweeted I mean, by the Peppa Pig podcast. <laughs> Fabulous. In the same way that Kevin Conroy's Batman will do the same thing, though. I think I get what you're saying, Spencer. Yeah, exactly. Like, he'll exactly. he'll say a joke in the like the deep Batman voice, yeah. and you're like, that was a joke. He just told a joke. And it was funny, yeah. but I don't know if I should laugh. And Gary Oldman does the same thing with yeah. Gordon. Well, that's one and, of my favorite and, things about um, uh, what was it? It's like uh, it's something in Batman the Animated Series where at one point Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy's Batman, calls Joker Puddin, and like uh-huh. that is one of my favorite. Ba- it's like what's wrong, Puddin? Mm-hmm. Like oh, that that's fucking amazing. Like I I sexually identify as Batman calling the Joker Puddin. No, you yeah. don't. <laughs> Get out of this house. <laughs> I fucking live here. Um, yeah, that go write that fan fiction, everybody. As you were, Spencer. I'm sorry. Or don't. <laughs> write it and DM it to uh, Travis on Twitter. Um, as far as Jonah Hill goes, um, I have not seen much of him and the stuff that I have seen, I have not enjoyed, but I don't think it's his fault. Um, I've really only seen him in raunchy comedies and I'm, that's not my style. Which is where he got to start. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I would welcome a, a, a deeper performance from him than just really bad jokes. Um, cause I know he's capable of it. The you know the other filmography, like he's he's got quite a bit on his repertoire that isn't. It's more than just the raunchy comedy. So I'd like to see that. But agreed. Until then, I don't really know what to expect because I have not yet seen anything like that. Have you watched Wolf of Wall Street? Was that? Have you watched the Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, I have. Yeah, so that. That proves that he's got uh, yeah he's got he has a chop. some tricks yeah. up his what sleeve. I th- what I think is we're going to see something similar to his uh, his character in War Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Where he's like like there's that like he's funny in like the whole he's like he's like hold my beer funny. Yeah. And like I don't I don't necessarily think that the Riddler will be hold my beer funny, but I think it will be that aspect of like. It's funny because of how over the top and extra he is while making the occasional joke, but he will be legitimately threatening. Um, yeah, very excited for this. Um, I'm really excited to hear who they're going to cast as Catwoman. I think there were a lot of people in the business right now who would make an amazing Selena Kyle 
I'm still praying that we get Josh Gad as Penguin. I still want that so badly. I want Josh. I would just. I just want Josh to get his just desserts and get to play Cobblepot. Um. Also, so that we can finally have another generation of pe- a new generation of people whose perception of the Penguin finally isn't the nightmare fuel that is Danny DeVito's yeah. Penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of people Not- like to this day who like when you tell them like the Penguin, they don't imagine like. Sleazy businessman Oswald Cobblepot. They, they see like pe- like deformed gothic with Danny penguins. DeVito with his like funeral yeah. procession. I remember one of them like as a child being profoundly affected by the scene in Batman Forever when the penguins like have the funeral procession and like lay Cobblepot to rest in the water and like the water, like sl- and like his blood slowly seeped into the fucking water. Like as a kid, I remember being like fucked up by that scene. Uh. <laughs> like ba- like Batman Forever. Like it wasn't as bad as the Neverending Story. The Neverending Story to this day, I I like I'm afraid to fucking put it on. I never finished it. And as a 21 year old man, I'm still afraid to put that movie on. But like. To this day, like, I get fucking uneasy watching Batman Forever when that scene comes on because, like, four, five, yeah. six, seven-year-old Jared is like, no, this, this is right. freaking me out. This is freaking me out. I don't like it. Um, and then we have a little bit more of a serious story. Uh, Spencer, just so we get the full effect here, um, I say just read directly from the Rogue Rocket link about Joker and we go from there. Um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> All right, so this is, from, as Jared said, from Rogue Rocket. Uh, the headline says, Aurora shooting victims raise concerns about Joker in letter to Warner Brothers. Um, a couple bullet points here. Families of the victims of the 2012 shooting at a showing of The Dark Knight Rises in Aurora, Colorado, wrote a letter to Warner Brothers raising concerns about their new film, Joker. They said the film depicts violence in a matter that gi- in a manner that gives them pause and encourages the studio to advocate for gun reform through political support and donations. Critics of Joker believe the film depicts the story of a societal outcast who turns to violence in a dangerous way, which could empower similar behavior in an era of mass shootings. Writer-director Todd Phillips and the film star Joaquin Phoenix, however, think there is a different lesson to be learned from the film and argue that someone seeking to be inspired by violence could find it anywhere, not just in their movie. Uh, family letter or, or families write letter is the subsection here. I was going to say, if families you want to just jump down to the quote from the letter, because uh, it's basically just uh, reiterating yeah, um, yeah, the no top problem. part. Yeah. Um, Quote, this tragic event perpetuated by a socially isolated individual who felt, quote, wronged by society has changed the course of our lives, uh, they wrote in the letter, which was obtained and published by Variety. They, they continue, as a result, we have committed ourselves to ensuring that no other family ever, ever has to go through the absolute hell we have experienced and the pain we continue to live with. Trust us, it does not go away. They continue to say... When we learned that Warner Brothers was releasing a movie called Joker that represents the character as a protagonist with a sympathetic origin story, it gave us pause. We want to be clear that we support your right to free speech and free expression, but as anyone who has ever seen a comic book movie can tell you, with great power comes great responsibility. 
That's why we're calling to you to ask your massive platform and influence to join us in our fight and build safer communities with fewer guns, end quote. Um, the letter cites Walmart and CVS as corporations who have recently taken their own steps to support gun safety. Uh, rather than calling for a boycott of the film or asking the company to drop the project, the families are asking Warner Brothers to stop contributing to candidates who take money from the NRA and vote against gun reform. Uh, yeah, we can uh, – we'll hop back into the stuff in the letter here in a second. Um, so th- th- this is something we talked about uh, not too long ago whenever the first reviews for Joker came out and how we all pretty much agreed that – I want to say, first of all, I totally understand and to a point agree with the Aurora families who were writing this letter to Absolutely. Warner Bros. And uh, did you hear it's not showing in that theater? Yeah, I did hear they're not which, showing it in like the renovated, which makes sense. Like the yeah. dude deliberately like donned a Joker-esque persona for the horrible thing that he did. Yeah. Um, and, and I know uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips have both said that like, you know – uh, movies don't cause violence and same thing with like the video game thing, which is absolutely true. Um, however, I do think that there is something to be said for the way that, um, you know, media, media and art affect the culture and the culture affect the media. And it's like just this snake that's eating its own tail. And I think that there is credence to wanting to assure that, the Joker is not portrayed as being in the right. Like we've said on this show before, um, the YouTube channel wisecrack did a really, 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 really good video about, um, the issue with interpretation and art. And it went into talking about land, how we talked about before about movies like fight club and raging bull and American history X, where it's, these stories are meant to show, Oh man, this guy got screwed over and that sucks. And he turned into a fucking monster and he's a monster. And the point of the movie is to show that this person is not a good person. I don't care what they went through. They made the decision to become a madman or not to become a madman, but to commit heinous acts. And I think despite the fact that fight club was deliberately meant to show the Tyler Durden persona as being not good, uh, and same thing with American History X and Raging Bull and so on and so forth. From what people have been saying in the reviews about Joker, I think that like we're going to get the same thing with with Arthur Fleck here as well. That he's not meant to be sympathetic. He's not meant to be sympathetic insofar as like you're able to go, oh yeah, that made sense that he blew up this government building or whatever the hell he does over he, the course of the movie. That he murdered. A live studio audience. Or, yeah, you know. like like you don't go. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I I I feel confident that Walking Phoenix and Todd Phillips are telling a story here where you're able to go. Okay, he got screwed by society and decided to become a monster. And I, like we have all said before, I don't think any of us here want to see the story, a story, a version of this story told where the Joker is sympathetic and like. It's one of those, you know, the villain has a point type things. There's a whole comic about that. Yeah. And I I, I, I heavily sympathize with um, this family and I think that they have every right to be upset and want to see this movie handled in a tasteful way. 
I also commend them for the way they handled this situation and basically said, we're not going to boycott the movie. We're not going to ask that the movie not be released. We just want to make sure that like we're all on the same page here that in the culture and environment we're in right now, a story where the Joker is an anti-hero for being a cult, like for being a societal outcast who like tries to fucking kill people in the name of being an antisocial white dude isn't given a megaphone and like made to like, like it's a bad look. And for the most part, like it says something as well that in their quotes, they're cited as saying, when we heard what you just said is happening. And that's from every actual person who's seen the movie has reviewed for the most part, you know, there's some yeah differences there, but for the most part, it's been like, this movie was uneasy to watch because what happens is horrible and it is unsettling. Right? Yeah. Like it, it appears that they handled this the way we've been ta- discussing. Yeah. That it's, you're going to watch a monster become a monster and you're not going to agree with what he's doing in the same way. Like any, you know, sympathetic villain, quote unquote, yeah. who's written right works where at, like at a point you kind of feel bad for them. And at some point you're going to lose track and realize, wait, yeah, I just watched a chemistry teacher become the world's greatest drug Lord. Yeah. Like the world's most evil drug Lord. Yeah. Or I watched one of the, one of the shining stars and heroes of the galaxy become a dark murderous cyborg. You know, the same thing. We're like, I, and that, that's, I, and those are very different stories from what it seems like Joker is trying to tell. We're like, almost, like, you're almost told from the offset of like, it's, it's very, it's very Macbeth and very yeah. tragic hero. Exactly. Where it's, it, they're, they're meant to be the good guy who goes bad. Where like, this, where I think a lot of people are nervous that this movie is going to be saying, what if the bad guy was good all along? What or if the bad guy was right? What if he's doing bad things but with good intentions th- and that makes it okay? Exactly. And Thank you. That was that was that was very concise the way you put that. That it, I have not been able to find the words and that is it. And that is what I don't want this movie to be. Um, because again, I think that there are enough dudes out there who have been led astray and have latched on to your Tyler Durden's and the guy and you know American History X and all that stuff. And I keep coming back to that, but like those are the most poignant examples that like I don't want someone who's just like culturally mainstream as the Joker to become another one of those symbols. So um I think the uh people from Aurora have a lot to say and I hope um I hope what they have to say and what we are hoping for ends up happening. Um, Spencer, you did all the reading and Travis and I have done all the talking, uh, your thoughts, buddy. Um, yeah, I've just been, I've been keeping my microphone turned way down from my end because some of the guys on my hall are screaming like madmen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that they have approached this from the right angle that yes, the Aurora killer was dressed up by a costume, you know, inspired by the yeah, Joker. The Joker is messed up. Yeah. What? A Joker aesthetic, yeah. Yeah. And it it is it is deeply disturbing. Um and you know, the 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 fear of clowns is a very real thing, in part I think because some people like that. But um the thing I, they took the right approach by acknowledging that it is not 
because of film that society is the way it is now and that they're not demanding or even asking that um, the movie be not released in, in general. But, you know, it's one of those things like, hey, you've clearly got your ear to the ground here. Like you do have a a role to play. You Like people, you have a voice that people will listen to. So in light of this, why don't you help us out? Because this is a very, you know, you know it's whether or not you agree with their argument, it is a just you know, it's it's a just request to make to say, hey, since this movie is pertaining to something that is very close to our hearts in a negative way, you know, you have the ability to make a difference. And, you know, they I think they approached it from the right the, the right perspective. So more yeah. power to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I look forward to seeing the movie. It looks like it's going to be good. Um, and as, and again, I hope they handle the character of Joker and writing him as I think he's always meant to be written, um, tastefully, tactfully, and as a bad dude. Um, Travis, again, you write on the money there, um, with, you know, uh, this, the movie somehow making what he does okay and how I really do hope they avoid that. And, uh, hopefully they do. And the Aurora people are able to kind of recognize that this movie is about, um, is about the kind of person they're afraid of and it not glorifying them, but showing them for all of the horrors that come with that. Uh, with that, um, I think that's all the news we have for this week. However, we do have our weekly Titans review from Travis Grossman. So here we go. In episode one, Dick did flips. <laughs> In episode two, nobody did flips. And Dr. Light was broken out by Deathstroke. I didn't really talk about that last time. But yeah, that's that happens. Okay. In episode three, Dick actually, like, for real, does flips. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, no, not menacingly, menacingly down a hallway, but, like, he does flips during combat. And then Jason Todd does flips. Oh, my God. That good. completely reminded me. I completely fucking forgot. Set pictures leaked from oh, uh, yeah. the shoot. Oh, that's how busy this week was with the Hall of Heroes news. I completely forgot to put this oh, in Oh, yeah. There. We, we got, a, like, a peak... Some leaked photos of the Nightwing suit. It's the modern black with the blue symbol across the chest and the blue trim. Um, no, no, no uh, disco boogie suit for Travis. I hope <laughs> I'm I'm holding out hope that like he walks out in that suit and they're all like, it looks fucking stupid. Go back and change. Like what uh, Jessica Jones did with the Hellcat <laughs> yeah. costume yeah. where they're like, you're not fucking wearing that Patsy. <laughs> but like this episode very much like walked me back a bit with episode two i was like okay we're going like the story isn't dog shit the The story isn't dog shit that was funny (laughs) the uh cinematography isn't like artsy in any way but it's not bad um we get one like kind of artistic style shot and you're gonna love what it is it's it's one of those shots where like it's focused on a person in the front and then someone's doing something in the background. You know what I'm talking? Uh huh. So doc, so Deathstroke's broken out Doctor Light, and it's Deathstroke in the background, unfocused, like doing pa- like going through his computer or doing paperwork or something, and it's Doctor Light in the foreground chugging a beer, 
like the whole beer. <laughs> it stays on him for like a solid 10 to 15 seconds, just chugging a beer. And I was like, yep, that sums up this show pretty well. So, um, I kind of high top mentions that like they don't do anything like visually to help convey the story in this show. And it really stuck out to me this episode, just how many like conversations happen where it's cut, 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 cut conversation over, you know? Yeah. And maybe that'll change. I don't necessarily need, you know, artsy cinematography. Hell, I watch the Arrowverse. Yeah. But not, not not everything has to be shot like an art house film. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have it, but it's not necessarily a requirement. We get 100% confirmation that Jason Todd does not fuck. He goes on the list. Um, <laughs> the not fucking the, list? Yeah, does not fuck Jason Todd, head, head Spencer, of the Spencer, you've not been on Dewback for such a minute that you're so... Oh, so tomorrow... You've missed, you've missed all of the episodes of Hall of Heroes where the fucks does not fuck list comes up. And you've been wow. off of Dewback long enough that you've also missed all of the Star Wars-based... Such and such fucks, such and such does not fuck. I'm, tomorrow I'm watching <laughs> The Last Jedi and making the comprehensive list. Yeah? I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. I think I have time. Or not tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday. I knew what you meant, yeah. Because tomorrow's my shit day. Yeah, um, I, I was I was going to say, I have no idea how you're fitting that into Wednesday, so he's probably talking about Thursday. Um, But yeah, we... The Titans come back to Titans. The old Titans, minus Aqualad. I'm assuming – so they talk about what happened before, quote-unquote, with Deathstroke. Yeah. I'm assuming something goes wrong in a mission and Aqualad dies because he's going to be in the next episode, I'm assuming, in flashbacks. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And he's already bitten the dust by the time the show starts. <laughs> um, <laughs> How unjust. But that's – yeah. We'll find out on Friday, I guess. When you're listening to this, I'll be watching the new episode. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yep. And the ultimate fuck me. Yeah. So that's how it felt with the way he and the Spencer and I did Hall of Heroes originally. For those of you who have been with the show early on, um, and Spencer and I, like the, the upload schedule was really weird and like everything was so cluttered. And we also didn't have the luxury of you being able to edit the episodes as quickly as you do. And the day Spencer and I ended up doing it, by, by the time we would literally record the new episode while that week's episode was being uploaded. So yeah. Like by the time it came out, the news was like a week and a half old and it was just Oof. awful. It was, it was a bad, it was a bad time. And, and being back at school and not, honestly, I've been spoiled because I'm going to end up spending like three quarters of my year on Hall of Heroes doing it via Discord and only one quarter of it in in, in in the flesh, but I've been spoiled for the last couple months, and I'm very sad. It's like Aww. I I want to be in the room with you guys. We miss you, buddy. We miss you very much. I can't wait for you to be home for like fall break and like Christmas vacation. Oh man, because like we are. I will put. I will deliberately push back recording days so we can all do it in the same fucking room. <laughs> I know. It Absolutely. feels dirty not doing it in the same room. It does. Like, We've been spoiled and now we're back to the sad norm. Yeah. I and, mean, you've got Travis, so yeah, at least and, the oh, two of, of you can And it's 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 can, uh, it's nothing against um Mike and Connor and everything, but like having just like the massive like everybody here for Dewback and then Travis in the corner yelling across the room. <laughs> 
Uh, the good old days it. of last month. Yeah, the good old days. The of good the old days. That, yeah. But yeah, so sorry. Continue. Uh, Doctor Light has been sending light bombs to for- the former Titans because they have beef. So they all get in touch. You said you want beef. I just have like Suicide Squad Joker. Just you want no beef. You want no beef. You don't want no beef. Like thanks. Immediately <laughs> took me back to that place. Immediately took um, me back to like fucking purple Lamborghini playing in a strip club. Continue. I'm sorry. So they all show back up at Titans Tower. Just hurry up and get to Jason doing flips. <laughs> they bullshit for a bit about how they don't want to be there. They go fight Doctor Light. Doctor Light gets away. Uh, Jason keeps trying to go with them to fight Doctor Light. He's, you know, I'm I'm seasoned. I can do this. I can do this. And Dick's like, No, this is our bit. I want to get them in and out because none, no one else wants to be there. Yeah, between Donna and the the birds. Um, <laughs> the birds, easiest way to re- to refer to them. But like, no one wants to be there right now. So, get them in, get them out, get Doctor Light back behind bars. And Jason is frustrated. We get this really terrible scene in every sense of him, Beast Boy, and Raven sparring. Which, like, why the fuck is Raven Rachel doing physical sparring? Like with us, I'm I'm listening. I'm just trying to see like what Doctor Light looks like in Titans, and it looks like he's just wearing normal people clothes. Yeah, pretty much. He doesn't have like a full. He has like a contraption he wears, but it's not a suit. It's not that exactly. <laughs> it's not like the black and white. I was wondering. I was like, what? How did they do Doctor Light in live action on this show? He's got like for the light. He has like tattoos that light up as he. Okay, that's light. cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like his that. design's pretty all right. Um, It'd be better if he had an actual suit, but I'll take it. Like I said, he has like this contraption thing he yeah. wears to help him. But uh, yeah, we get this like the the scene itself is the fighting part is fine, but I don't understand why Rachel's doing it, which she should be trying to learn her powers. Yeah, because it's very wishy washy on. She knows how to use them. She doesn't. Uh, she kind of freaks out because the crystal in her head's doing things, and she doesn't know how to control it. Uh, and she, like, Jason hits her. She reacts and, like, powers up on him a bit. And he's, you know, he has some really bad line of, like, you need to go get that looked at by a priest. <laughs> it's so shitty. See, I like it, that. I li- I th- would, Do you think it would have made me laugh watching it? Yes. For the right reason? No. Okay. The the line isn't delivered because like you can tell he just doesn't like the line. Yeah, because it's a bad line. Um, I don't know. I like that. I like, like that. I like that a lot. But like, there's no buildup. They don't have any tension before that. It's just all of a sudden, I'm frustrated at you. We have problems now because plot, and also this scene is cut really badly. Naturally, like it doesn't look right when he speaks. Uh, the cuts are bad. I have a lot of problems with that scene in particular, but like, so Jason's frustrated. Mm-hmm. Light gets away. Um, they come back from losing light, and Jason does his bit of like, "No, I'm head honcho now." Like he tries to, you know, square up to Dick, and he goes to swing on Dick, and Dick just in the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, barely moves to dodge the punch, grabs Jason's face, and throws him on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I laughed so that, out. Was that was that the proof that Jason doesn't fuck? 
part of it. Also, though, you need to get that looked at by a priest. <laughs> Just the way he says it is so gross. Um, that I'll, sounds really funny to me. That sounds I'll, like I'll show it to you when we're done. Okay. Um, but so he, for whatever reason, Gar is now the tech guy. It's a guy in the chair. I I guess he's the um, monkey in a chair. He still hasn't. Besides turning into a snake in episode one, he hasn't transformed. For training yeah, at all, he's been learning how to bug. fight. He's been learning how to fight with a fucking bamboo sword. <laughs> Why? You know the most iconic of Beast Boy's abilities. Um. So Jason goes to him, has the idea of where to look for Doctor Light. He's right because he's a Robin, right? Yeah. So they, he's like, "Let's go do recon." And Gar is like, "No, I'm going to go get Dick." And he's like, "Come on, we'll, we'll just go. We'll see if he's there. Because if we're wrong, there's no point in having them go." He like. It doesn't look like he convinces Gar, but I guess he does. They go to the subway. Jason convinces him to split up. He fights Dr. Light. Does a flip onto his chest and beats him. Like he does beat Dr. Light in combat. And then Deathstroke shows up. And Gar finds Jason missing with a blood trail. Episode ends. So Jason does flips. And then doesn't do flips anymore. <laughs> um, but Oof. yeah, no. During the during the fight with Doctor Light, he like dick dodges and like does a flip over a car. Yeah, it looks good. And then later, he's sparring with Rose in the like little dojo place. Oh, Rose Wilson, Slade's daughter. Oh my uh, God. What? Deathstroke. <laughs> oh, it's no fucking way. By the way, or no fucking way. Yeah, that wasn't in the trailer because they couldn't put fucking in the trailer. But Jason has to say fuck every other sentence. Um, but yeah, so. I could feel Spencer look at his computer, seemingly glancing at me when you said that. <laughs> I felt him in Grove City do that. <laughs> That's how strong our force bond is. You know me so well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we get like shots of Dick, not shots, but like a scene of Dick fighting with a bow staff that then becomes the the batons, right? Because he gets cut by a real sword. Oh, um, so like the the lead up into him being Nightwing, Dick and Dick in this show has been great, like for the past couple episodes. Now that he's not an Edge Lord, McEdge, he, he's not Jason Todd anymore. Yeah, actually <laughs> yeah I was gonna say he's not being fucking Red Hood. <laughs> and like to be fair, Jason is. Being who Jason Todd is before he becomes Red Hood. Yeah. So I can't be too mad at it, but also, like... Yeah, he was, yeah. He was a little shit-stained before he went crazy after he was, you know, murdered. Um, Travis, I cannot thank you enough for uh, trudging through Titans for us here. Um, At this point, I just enjoy, like, shitting on it. <laughs> understandably. It's a fun time. Uh, with watch. Yeah, with a that... Classic. I think that's all the news we have for you guys. I'm uh, going to do a little bit of housekeeping for Dewback on the air on Hall of Heroes real quick, just so you guys know as well, in case you don't listen to Dewback discussion and you want to get ready for the rise of Skywalker this December. Dewback discussion. Spencer, like Michael Doling, does not look at the Dewback chat very often, so this is probably going to be news to him. Uh, we are going to be doing a series of audio commentaries for the main Skywalker saga movies leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Not only that, we are going to be having a handful of special guests on for each movie. For The Phantom Menace, we are going to be having 
editor in chief of makingstarwars.net and host of now this is what I call podcasting, Jason Ward himself on for uh, The Phantom Menace. TJ Bowser is coming back on to do back discussion for the first time in a hot minute, along with Daniel Miller from Broaxium to do our commentary on Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith is TBD. A New Hope is TBD. We will be having Dupree Jones on for The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, he played Darth Vader in Star Wars Theory's very successful fan film, uh, Star Wars Shards of the Past, Return of the Jedi. We will be having a uh, host of the Star Wars Underworld podcast, Ben Hart, on uh, for The Force Awakens. That is also TBD. And for The Last Jedi, we will be having Girls with Sabres on uh, to watch the Raylo uh, magnum opus that is the rise of sky or <laughs> it's going to be the rise of skywalker as well but the last jedi for now um hopefully we will have spence the mando on for that or as many fl- uh, flicks as he can make it to um but yeah uh just so you guys are in the know about that and ready to tune in whenever those start going up be sure to subscribe to uh do back discussion so that you're ready to see when those go up with that, Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me, as always, uh, on Instagram at Spenceman Cosplays. Also, check out my highly successful uh, extra uh, guest appearance in Jared's TikTok video. Um, <laughs> what did it cost? I can tell you right now, it cost everything. Wait, um, wait, right now, anybody who listens to Hall of Heroes, go on TikTok. Look me up. It's just, uh, I was going to say, it's just my name, but my name is incredibly hard to spell. Um, <laughs> it's not even my full name because uh, it's too goddamn long and it won't let me change it. Uh, just type in J-A-R-D. Fuck me. J-A-R-O-D. I can't even spell <laughs> I was it right. Like, it's just my name, he said, and then spells it J-A-R-D. J-A-R-D. <laughs> We have Yarud, and now there's Jerd. Yarud? <laughs> this uh, is the Swedish foreign exchange uh, podcaster, uh, Yarud. Hi, and welcome to the Dubai Discussion, hosted by Yarud of the Dark Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hell. Hell. Um, is J-A-R-O-D. B-A-U-G-H-M-A-N hyphen S-T-U because they couldn't fit in the whole thing. Uh, look that up. Go down to the video of Spencer and I playing Lego Star Wars and anybody who listens to Hall of Heroes, I need you to go on there and comment Dick does flips so we know it's you. Yeah. Dick does flips. Well, Dick I like this Jason. plan. I also accept Jason does flips but not as good as Dick. Yeah, neither of the two. Um, or you can let us know if you think Spencer and I fuck or don't fuck. You can put that as well. Um, oh, wow. All right. <laughs> let's just, yeah, spoiler, let's just see where this goes. Spoiler, we both do because we do it with each other. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Hall of Heroes exclusive. Gay men exist. <laughs> <laughs> They're real people. They're real. Oh man, that's funny. Unbelievable. Uh, did you do all I'm your stuff, Spencer? Opera. Did you put? You said your cosplay new regime. You okay? Travis, you're you're up. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Travis Political. 
You can't see me giving the thumbs up. No, he's giving a very hearty <laughs> thumbs up. Um, Quality content. I've been watching. Always. I've been tracking your stuff on Instagram, Travis. Quality content. Yes, including that picture of me that l- makes me look like I'm 500 fucking pounds heavier than I actually I'm am. I'm sorry you wear a lot of black shirts and shadows exist. <laughs> Go at his Instagram right now, Spencer. He took a picture of me when we were watching the Corruption Shire Wolves match. It was right afterwards. And I'm wearing my corruption t-shirt and the way the shadow is cast around my sides makes me look like I'm like completely fucking rotund in the picture. Pull it up right now. It is awful. It is the worst picture that has ever been taken of me ever. It's I, not even is like. Is it the one of you in the armchair? Yeah. Yeah. With the plastic bag? Yeah. yeah that says, the look at my new hat. Oh my the hat's God. the plastic bag. Look at, look at, like, because of the shadow, it makes me look like I'm just a fucking oval. I my, hate it. My guy, you poor man. <laughs> I look so fucking big in that. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to follow Dubeck Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to listen to the other shows in the network. Dubeck Discussion, like I said, check out those audio commentaries coming out very, 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 very soon. The ideal situation is going to be that all of the – is that we start doing them um, – Eight weeks before The Rise of Skywalker so that we're able to go Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Empire, Jedi, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then boom, the next week we do a Rise of – or we do a The Rise of Skywalker prediction cast and then the movie comes out that week and then the next week will be a big old review pod. Um and that's down the line for a different show. Be sure to not check out the Gorn More podcast. They don't need any more listeners. Uh, check out Wicked Wednesday because Tisa is a badass motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> check out Jerk the Curtain, the wrestling show, and check out Down the Rabbit Hole with Mick Strawn and TJ telling all kinds of fun set stories. And check out the newly minted Dewback Sports Show. Uh, with that, be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel. We love you guys. 3,000. Against the wall, isn't the life?
life that you wanted When you could never have it all I wanna feel happy days, happy days Happy days, happy days Walls of isolation inside of my pain And I don't know if I'm ready to change You still there, Spencer? Oh, I'm here. Oh, you better be. So I have some bad news, guys. Uh oh. Um, the big man's channel is gone. What? <laughs> it's how I is the big man gone? Well, I mean, the big man's dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's I've said that before. Yeah, he passed away. That's not like earlier this year, I think, or maybe last year. But his oh channel, his channel is still up. The, the big man is gone. When uh, we were watching, what's it called? Um, Code Geass. We wanted to show Levi Quaaludes. And then that's when I realized that the channel wasn't there, but the video has been re-uploaded. And in the process, I found this playlist of like versions of the video, like memed versions. And uh, I just want to. I would like to take partial responsibility for those. Depending I, on when they were uploaded, I need to hear it. Oh no, these are I, these are old. Okay. I, oh, I, I I need to hear them, Spencer. You need to be war- warned right now, Spencer, and those of you who are who made the You're about mistake of listening. Raped. You're about to be ear raped. This is the cursed version of the Quaaludes oh, video. Yeah. Oh, ex- explain what happens with it. <laughs> Don't skip ahead like that. I didn't mean to, but now you've got a taste. Um. So, <laughs> what is it? Is it is? Uh, what's the title? I think the title explains it perfectly. Quaaludes, but every time he says Quaaludes, it gets worse. Oh boy! Here we go. Hey, that big man's back. www.thekidfrombrooklyn.com. Can you rest in peace, that beautiful soul? Highway billboards years ago. I'd walk a mile for a camel, or they used to have cigarette commercials. The guy used to say I'd walk a mile for a camel. Well, let me tell all you young people out there, the big man would walk 20 miles for a... Oh my god! 
Fucking quaaludes.